It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Age of Radio. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man. Joining me, as always, once again, is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. We have some good wrestling going on for you. And let's get into this AEW talk. What's up? Goodness, this was amazing. Oh, man, it was awesome. We had so much good wrestling. And it keeps getting better. <sighs> yeah. Let's jump into Rampage, shall we? Let's do it. First off, on the opening match card, we had AEW World Tag Team Championship match as the World Tag Team Champions, the Lucha Brothers, Penta, L, Zero, Media, and Ray Phoenix put their titles on the line against the AAA Tag Champions, FTR, Dax Harwood, and Cash Wheeler. Both had their respective, um, excuse me, um, valets with them. Tolly Blanchard with FDR and Alex Albrejantes, excuse me, with the Lucha Brothers. So here we go. Ray Phoenix went for a drop toe hold right out the bat, but Dax smothered him and rolled him up for a one count. Ray Phoenix used an arm an arm drag on Hardwood and then a thrust kick on Cash Wheeler. He would then springboard off the ropes and wiped out both members of FDR. Penta would tag in. And Ray Phoenix jumped on his brother's back and splashed Dax for a near fall. Mm. Penta then stripped a glove off of Cash, interrupted uh, off of off stripped off a glove, but Cash interrupted. There we go. And then Penta uh, rolled him up for a near fall. He followed that up with a fr- uh, thrust kick on uh, Cash Wheeler. 
On the outside of the ring, Harwood smashed Ray Phoenix into the spine, uh, spine, that, that spine first. There we go. Onto the edge of the ring. As ref, as the ref was distracted, Tolle and Dax choked Ray Phoenix. Dax then leveled uh, Ray Phoenix before Ray Phoenix could tag out to his brother. Dax climbed a top turn on top of a turnbuckle, but Ray wound him up there, jumping up like a cat, and sent Dax to the mat with a hurricanrana. FDR double teamed Ray, but Ray managed to fight out of it and get a tag to Penta. Penta would then counter a choke uh, power slam by Cash for a near fall. He flattened Cash and then made a uh, with a mate in Japan for a near fall. Tully jumped up on the apron, but Ray stopped him and clocked him with his right hand. Dax though caught Ray with a slingshot Liger bomb for a near fall. Ray quickly got an O'Connor roll on Dax, but Dax shoved Ray off in, in into the ropes. Uh, Cash then was up on the apron, was about to smash the incoming Ray with a Triple A championship title belt, but Ray Phoenix had it scouted. Ray then had a hand on the belt and tried to pry it away from Cash, but uh, Dax uh, got inadvertently rocked with the title belt. Ray Phoenix then ran across the top rope from one corner to the other and kicked Cash in the face. Nice. I wish I had that kind of athletic ability, but I digress. Ray then launched himself with for a frog splash onto Dax, but Dax would lift up the title belt uh, <clears throat> while ref Rick Knox had his back turned to deal with Cash interference. Cash's interference. Dax covered Ray Phoenix, but Ray would kick out just before the three count. Ray then jumped off the top rope, but the FTR but FTR sorry uh, countered with a big rig. Cash Wheeler covered Ray for the pin, but Penta would jump from the top rope to the middle of the ring to break up the pin attempt. All four wrestlers slugged it out in the middle of the ring. Ray Phoenix rolled through with a cutter uh, to Dax Hardwood. Uh, Harwood, sorry. I think there should be a D in there, and I keep trying to pronounce it. Uh, he tried uh, for a cutter, though, on Cash as well, but Wheeler was waiting for him and dropped Ray down hard on the mat. Penta lifted up Cash, and the Lucha Brothers spiked Cash for the fear factor. Ray then would launch himself off the ropes with a Tokokone Hero to Dax. Uh, Penta was finally able to pin Cash after the fear factor, capping off an epic encounter between the world two renowned teams and still your AEW World Tag Champions the Lucha Brothers dude the Lucha Bros man Mm -hmm. hey man that's some good tag team action as usual to start off an AEW show and uh, it was for the titles which is great you know I I like how they're doing this now this Mm -hmm. whole let's have the title match at the beginning of the show and not at the end like a build up to the match though honestly but I mean it's kind of good because then you can kind of like you because the longer matches earlier in the show go the less time that you get towards the end so it makes it nicer unless you turn around and have a squash match thrown in there to help counteract the time Um, but so I get the point of having it right up to kick it off because then you don't have to worry about it unless you set it up for an actual timed match like we'll talk about on dynamite um you don't really have to worry too much about time that way and you can kind of let them kind of go at it for a while and get a good match out of it which usually uh, with aew usually get i hardly ever see a bad match come out of aew anymore it's kind of nice yeah even guys you think who is this they <laughs> usually go on there and they uh they rock that match dude i'm yeah. like what absolutely all right, next up, we had a trio's matches, Ruby Soho, Anna J, and I found out it's actually Ty Conte, not Tay Conte. I was mispronouncing that the whole time until I rewatched Dynamite this last week and found out I was pronouncing her name wrong. So, Ty Conte, I'm very sorry. 
that it's actually Thai, not Tay. So that's it's my bad. It's spelled Tay. It is so. spelled Tay, so I didn't know, but it's actually Thai. So, which, eh, it is what it is. But they took on the native beast Nyla Rose, who had Vicky Guerrero, the Bunny, and Penelope Ford. Nyla would shove Ty and then count, uh, connected with a knee strike. The Bunny would tag in, but Ty would drop her with some throws. Ty connected with a big pump kick to the Bunny. Vicky Guerrero tried to swipe at Ty's ankle, but Ty moved out of the way, only to eat a boot from Penelope Ford. Ruby Soho tagged in and wiped out Penelope Ford with, by sweeping her legs out from under her. Nyla Rose would tag back in, shoulder tackle Ruby, and uh, drop a leg across Ruby's throat. The Bunny cracked Ruby across the jaw with a sliding elbow strike. Nyla smashed Ruby with a spine buster. Anna Jake tagged in and uh, went to work on Nyla with a series of kicks. Ty uh, nailed the bunny with a tie cut with a tie KO. See, Tay KO sounds better than tie KO. I'm just saying, but anyways. Uh, but Nyla met uh, Ty and cut her off in the ring. Vicky passed brass knucks to the bunny and decked Anna Jay with them. Nyla would wallop then Anna Jay with a beast bomb and pin her for the victory for her team in the trios match. Yeah, sometimes Nyla's just too much to handle, brother. Just saying, you already have your advantage. Do you really need to take more advantage with brass knucks? I'm just saying. I'm not going to get into it, but... Hey, now, hey, now. Come on, brother. Why do you need the brass knucks? You already have an upper hand. We won't get into your upper hands. Let's just move on from this match, please. Sir, we got Team Taz's hook making his AEW debut against Fuego Del Sol. Who named themselves the Hot Sun, honestly? <laughs> I don't know, but I guess the Fuego. Sounds cool in Spanish, but when you know what it translates to English, you're like, really? Okay. Hook would turn his back onto Fuego, who is uh, who is on a three-match winning streak into going into this match, showing no respect to his opponent. They began with a collar and elbow tie-up. Hook dropped Fuego with a seamless trip. Hook then transitioned to a north uh, uh, into a north-south choke. Fuego desperately made it to the bottom rope to force the ref break. Hook walked down uh, walked down Bryce Remsburg, but Fuego would roll Hook up for a near fall. Hook uh, then captured Fuego's ankle, locked him into a freestyle bow and arrow. Fuego elbowed his way out of the bow and arrow. Hook would fire back, though, with a ridge hand chop to the side of Fuego's head. Hook then tossed Fuego with the El Camino and uh, began posturing to the crowd. Fuego seized the moment and speared Hook's uh, midsection. Fuego then attempted a tornado DDT, but Hook would stop him in his tracks and flatten Fuego. Hook then followed up with a brutal lariat, and then Hook locked on the grapevine, stretched Fuego, and made him tap out with the Karahai Hime. I have no idea, dude. I'm not even going <laughs> to. Yeah. Yeah, he, he made him tap out with a freaking okay. submission move. Some sort of submission move called Karahai Hime. Yeah, man. Uh, Yimmy. What a way to start your AEW career, especially going against somebody... That actually has a winning streak going on at that point. So, and uh, rumor has it he's a third generation superstar. Yes, very much so. And there's a reason why he's on Team Taz. That's that's that reason. (laughs) Yeah, and it's kind of strange because he looks maybe nothing like his dad. So, right? Then again. His dad's a fat bald guy now, so... Then there's that. 
So. And he's a young dude with a lot locks full of hair and in shape. So yeah, you know, kind of like you don't look like your dad right now, no. as your dad kind of looks like Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just, then there's that, right? Just saying. <laughs> so you got the lock full of hair and no, in a a small goatee now, and your dad's full on bald with a big old white beard. So and there you go, right? That's right. So. We just need you guys around each other to show, start doing your all your mannerisms, and then we'll know. There he is. There's, there's the, the there's, there's the connection. There's the connection. Yep. You know, otherwise, right now people would look at you both and be like, "I don't see it." And then you all start doing your little same sitting, same movements. Oh, there it is. <laughs> all right. Even my son's starting to do some of the stuff that he does. And I, yep. That's weird, man. Yeah, we've seen him sit like you guys start moving around like you guys. Like, yeah, there it is. Yep. <laughs> Oh, poor little guy. He has no idea. <laughs> All right, so it is time now for the main event on Rampage as Adam Cole, I'm not saying it, with the Young Bucks, Brandon Cutler, and Bobby Fish taking on Wheeler Yuta, who had Rocky Romero, Trent, freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. You want to say hashtag, baby? I'm not saying it. If you want to say not? it, you can go for it. Cause I what's care. wrong with you? How dare you? <clears throat> That's what's wrong with me. I don't care. Hater. You don't even like the super click, so I'd hush Not up. Not really. Anyway, so Cole and Yuta would trade forearms, but Cole got the better of it, sending Yuta to the mat. Cole anticipated a drop kick from Yuta, but Yuta rolled up Cole for a near fall. Cole connected with a super kick on Wheeler. Wheeler Yuta, sorry. Who uh, ran into it with full force. Uh, Adam Cole then hit a snap suplex on Wheeler, and then uh, he kicked Yuta's... Uh, kicked at Yuta's back lightly and mocking Orange Cassidy who was out on the outside. Cole caught Yuta with a well-placed pump kick. Cole wrenched at Yuta's neck, followed, and then he followed that up with a fireman's carry neck breaker. Cole then dumped Yuta onto the arena floor. Cole and Orange had a stare down. Adam Cole attempted a Panama Sunrise, but Yuta sat down for a near fall on Cole. Yuta followed that up with a crossbody press and a Manhattan drop. Uh, Wheeler Yuta then nailed uh, Cole with a diving elbow. Yuta stuck Cole with a German suplex for a near fall. Yuta would climb to the top turnbuckle, but Cole met him up there with a strike. Uh, let's see here. Yuta peppered Cole with elbow strikes and then used the modified Olympic slam on Cole for another near fall on Cole. Yuta jumped off the top rope, but Cole raised his knees to counter. Then Adam Cole kicked Wheeler in the side of the head. Cole then lowered the boom with a running knee and pinned Yuta for the victory. Best friends, Orange Cassidy, Rocky Romero, entered the ring to check on Wheeler Yuta. Bobby Fish pulled out Trent by the ankles and cracked him with a roundhouse kick to the Trent to Trent's surgically repaired neck. Uh, the Young Bucks and Adam Cole descended upon Orange Cassidy, Wheeler Yuta, Chuck Taylor, and Rocky, Rocky Romero with stomps. The Bucks held back Orange Cassidy as Adam Cole kicked Orange with a low blow. Bobby, then, Bobby Fish then uh, rolled Trent back into the ring. Ooh, this is starting some shit, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, uh, you don't want to mess with Orange Cassidy and the best friends, dude. Uh, this is this is war. Oh yeah, it's gonna get ugly before it gets any better, and it's it's gonna be entertaining. It's gonna be entertaining. There's no lie. I actually can see this probably is gonna be one of those matches that or battles that culminates at probably AEW Revolution. Right. All right, so we're going to switch gears and head on over to Dynamite this past Wednesday, or basically last night, and 
Baby, we got it going on right oh, out the man. gate. This, this this match was crazy, brother. They gave us the AEW World Championship title match to start the night. Champion Adam Hangman Page. Better than Hangman Adam Page because it sounds stupid that way. I don't it's care what Hangman you say. Hangman Adam Page. It's Adam Hangman Page. Whatever. The American Dragon, Brian Danielson. What, though, is up with Brian Danielson? He came in taking on the Elite, then he stopped doing that. Now he's turning into a heel to take on Paige. It's really flipping Somebody's got to be the bad guy here. Weird. And uh, Weird. Brian Danielson, he, he's good at being the bad guy. I guess. It's just weird. He, you can't... I just find it weird that it was such a quick turn. Like, he barely debuted, what, two months ago? And now he's the heel. Well, I mean, you gotta think about it. They're, they're pushing the cowboy as the baby face. Well, yeah. Which he really should be the bad guy, but, you know. Yeah. I whatever. Mean, I mean, he's he's a drunk. It'd be better if he was a bad guy. <laughs> anyways, but I get it too. It's kind of hard, though, because Paige has been loved by the fans for so long since he's been in AEW. It's kind of hard to kind of push him right now to be a heel right now. When he's got such a high rise as a baby face going. Well, they were pushing him to be a heel from the get-go when he left Elite. That's what I don't understand. Now the Elite is bad. They're bad guys. I'm like, what is this? Like, they flipped everything so quick on us. It makes for good TV, though. I don't even know who's a part of the Elite anymore, honestly. Because it was started by Cody. Now it's not even ran by Cody. Because now he's got the American Nightmare family. And then they're still technically sort of friends with the elite, but they're not really friends. I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, I'm watching they're, high school they're wrestling. Also aren't we? Intertwined. It's weird. I'm like, are we watching high school right now? <laughs> because when it comes to these clicks, literally yeah. clicks, because that's what it's kind of looking like. Anyways, yeah. let's get to this awesome match, shall we? Let's do it. There was a face off before the match began, and Taz described, and as Taz described. There we go. Some mind games were being played. Both men would lock up and collar and elbow tie up, with both, with both men trying to gain uh, the upper hand in that positioning. Page, though, backed Brian into the corner. Danielson was, did jumping jacks in the corner, though, showing disrespect mm-hmm. toward the champion. Page got frustrated with Brian and began to shove him. Page used a sl- uh, side headlock to take uh, take down Brian. I don't know why it says take down on Brian. Unless you're using a take down on Brian. Use as a taser. Well, anyways, Page avoided though a sweep from Brian and then quickly kicked Brian into the chest. Brian liked it though. Brian tried for a leapfrog and Page caught him though and body slammed him. The challenger transitioned uh, by grabbing Page's legs and began to wrench on them. Brian began to walk over Page's back with a well placed knee. Uh, Dan- Danielson then locked on the Romero special and transitioned to the dragon uh, into a dragon sleeper on Page. Uh, Brian then headbutted Paige, but Paige would run right through it and then uh, rock uh, Brian with a chop. Yeah, that was fun, actually. I love that one. And then another. Brian then grabbed Paige's ankle and singled it out. Uh, Paige's legs locked, and then Brian began to whoop Paige with his body shots. Danielson knocked Paige out of the ring and was looking for a topa suicida, but Paige jumped back into the ring and nailed him with a forearm. Page uh, went over the top rope and shot uh, and shut down Danielson onto the arena floor. Uh, Page then climbed to the top rope and jumped and jumped, but Danielson met him with a beautiful roundhouse kick. That was actually a pretty impressive roundhouse kick. Yeah, it was. 
Luckily, he aimed it right because if he aimed a little bit lower, <laughs> Paige would be needing some help in his speech. <laughs> yeah. Can he be talking like this? Yeah, it was barely just about. I'm like, damn. <laughs> Still make you make you uh, make your nuts jump. Yeah, mine jumped a little bit. That's where you hit him. I'm like, no, no, we're good, we're good, we're good, we're good. <laughs> he didn't hit him there. He hit him in the gut. We're good. <laughs> All right, Danielson had it scouted, though, and smirked at Paige before he began to drive more knees into the midsection of the champion. Danielson catapulted Paige uh, throat first across the bottom rope. Danielson then trapped Paige's arm behind the top rope and then began kicking him forcefully. Danielson climbed to the top rope and jumped onto Paige with diving knee to the back of Paige's head. Danielson got caught up on the top rope and Paige uh, springboarded off the turnbuckle and connected with a lariat to Danielson. Paige collided with Brian using a topo suicide to the outside and then the champ followed that up with a moonsault to the outside onto Brian Danielson. Paige hoist, uh, hoisted uh, Danielson up with a Death Valley driver and wrecked him for a near fall. Paige was about to uh, upset Danielson with a superplex but Brian managed to escape and went behind Paige. The champ sent Danielson though to the mat with a hard elbow. Page attempted a moonsault, but Danielson moved out of the way and rolled up Page for a near fall. The fans began chanting, This is awesome! <laughs> Danielson attempted the LaBelle lock, uh, but Page would free his arm and roll up Danielson for a near fall. Danielson grabbed an ankle and started wrenching on Page's legs. Uh, Danielson walloped Page in the midsection with a stiff kick. Danielson, though, ran into the corner, but Page would counter that with a pop-up powerbomb for a near fall on Danielson. It was an impressive pop-up powerbomb. It was, too. I was like, damn! All right. <laughs> too bad you couldn't finish it. Anyways. Uh, Paige then was setting up for a buckshot lariat, but Danielson saw it out of the corner of his eye and rolled out of the ring very smartly. Paige improvised with a sliding drop kick, however. Paige then set up for another moonsault, but yeah, he but he would be shoved off by Danielson, and Paige would land on the ring apron. Danielson then concentrated on Paige's shoulder, and reined him repeatedly into the steel ring post. Page was then busted open from being rammed in the corner ring post constantly. Danielson jumped off the ring apron with a flying knee, attacking Page's open wound. Excuse me. Danielson then once again rammed his knee into Page's head and then wrapped Page's right arm around the steel ring post. Page, though, would eventually counter with a knee strike from Danielson, or eventually countered a knee strike from Danielson. However, Danielson came back with another with a German suplex. 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 Danielson applied the cattle mutilation submission. Page, though, would escape, but Danielson fired off body kicks to Adam Hangman Page. Uh, Danielson wound up uh, wound up for a roundhouse, but Page would duck it, and then Danielson's shin collided with the ring post. That one looked like it hurt. Very much so. It was fun, though, to watch. Uh, Page would lift up Danielson and ram his knee into the ring post. Page then exposed the ringside barricade and trapped Danielson's leg and then kicked it. Uh, Page then locked in the figure four submission on Danielson. The challenger rolled to the ropes to force the rest break of the hold. Out of nowhere, Page planted Danielson with a tombstone pile driver, but Danielson kicked out. Uh, more This Is Awesome began to chant from the crowd throughout the sold-out arena. And then Page propped up Danielson on the top turbuckle and chopped away at him. Page tried for a uh, top, uh, top rope superplex, but Danielson hit him with short jabs to the ribs, knocking him down. Danielson followed that up with a shoulder trap suplex for a near fall. 
Danielson hoisted Page onto the top turnbuckle and took him down with a hard back suplex. Danielson hooked Page's leg for a near fall. Danielson was using a hammer and anvil strikes on Page, and Danielson was trying to wrench the arm of Page out of socket, but Page managed to get to the bottom rope to finally force him into the break. Brian attempted the gotch-style pile driver on the apron, but Page would reverse uh, that with a dead eye on the apron. Page then jumped off the top hop of the ring post, hurling himself at Dan Brian Danielson, but Danielson would move and Page would smash into the timekeeper's table. Back in the ring, Danielson would counter a lariat with a kick to Page's arm. Danielson tried to super uh, su tried to suplex Page off the top rope, but Page landed on his feet and followed that up with a lariat that turned the challenger inside out. They traded strikes in the center of the ring. Danielson began to headbutt Page. Page tried for a rolling elbow, but Brian would counter that with a roundhouse. Danielson then covered Page for a near fall. Five minutes remained in the match. That's right, I forgot to mention that this is a 60-minute time match, and now we're down to five minutes. Yeah. Holy crap! Let's see what happens. Danielson trapped Page's arm and then began stomping on Page's face. Brian was lining up for a uh, lining up Page for the running knee, but Page caught him and countered with a dead eye for a near fall. The fans began to chant AEW. Page then trapped Brian's arm and began to stomp his face. Page then removed his elbow pad and went for a buckshot lariat, but Danielson countered with a label lock. There was one minute remaining. Page would manage to slingshot Danielson into the ropes, and Page exploded onto the challenger with a clothesline. However, Page decided he needed to connect with a buckshot lariat, but time would expire before he could get the pin. The announcer Jen, uh, Justin Roberts declared the match a draw as Danielson and Page went the full 60-minute time limit. Man, they beat the holy hell out of each other, brother. Oh, yeah. And I think we know why now they did this match at the beginning of it. Because like we said earlier, it gives them more time if they're going to do it this way. Absolutely. Unfortunately, a 60-minute time ma timed match was not enough. However, I think at Revolution, we're going to get a definitive winner. Definitely. Um, I, I don't think I really care for these time limits, especially on a title match. But, you know, it is what it is. But at the same time, that was half the show. Yeah, it was. So, <laughs> they kind of needed it. It's like, what, man? <laughs> that ended up literally being half the show. So, I kind of see where you need the time limit. Uh, but they destroyed each other. This is as close to a um, extreme rules match without the extremeness you can get because they tore each other apart. Yeah, and Adam Hangman Page was was bleeding and all sorts oh, yeah. of stuff. Man, it was they were beating the hell out of each other and counter for counter and just so many things. I was just like, what? Yeah. What? It, it was nuts. And that dead eye he hit? Oh, yeah. I thought it was over after that. But so did I. He kicked out and I went, what? I was like, yeah, you've got to be kidding me. And even Paige got up and just like, what? <laughs> he kicked out. And then he started beating on the mat and he's like, that should have been it. I'm like, come on, get him. <laughs> right? This is a good match. Though. Regroup was, and get him. It, it was hard to follow, though. I think going for the buckshot was what ended up costing him the match because he, he had it won with the regular clothesline. Yeah. But he went for the buckshot lariat clothesline to try to finish him off, which wasted too much time. 
And obviously it was too much for him because he couldn't even exert enough energy to try to get the But this sets pin. up for a good pay-per-view, man. Oh, oh yeah. I wish we could watch that. That would be awesome. Right? I would love that. Waiting for them to hurry up and get their own network, so it would be nice to see. Right? All right, next up we had Matt Seidel taking on Wardlow. It's good to see Matt Seidel once again, man. I just love seeing the guy. Unfortunately, I hated how we had to face Wardlow. Holy shit. It's not fair, honestly. Anyway, so Wardlow is on a 13-match winning streak if you count only regular matches and not tournament-style matches because he, if you counted that, he actually isn't on a winning streak anymore uh, since he didn't uh, win. So, anyways. So, uh, Seidel went to the lower body with round kicks to Wardlow. Uh, Seidel rocked Wardlow with two kicks to Wardlow's head. Seidel, though, attempted a leg lariat, but Wardlow, uh, Wardlow sorry, caught Seidel and powerbombed him. Wardlow connect, uh, conducted a powerbomb symphony on Seidel and then eventually pinned him. Excuse me. Sean Spears would grab a microphone and instruct Wardlow not to do so many powerbombs and just go for the pin because they don't get paid by the hour. Spears whacked Seidel with, uh, with a steel chair afterwards. Then Spears' phone began to ring and it was a call from MGF. Spears said MGF wanted Wardlow to go running and get run an errand and get some champagne for MJF's post-match celebration, which was the main event later on in the show. While they were in the middle of the ring, that just had to be so embarrassing to him. And he did not look happy when he went to walk back, dude. No, it's kind of interesting. It's I think the um, I think Wardlow and MJF are about to have a fallout here, so. Yeah, I think so too, because Wardlow is is like the big guy, and he's mm-hmm. He's pretty much the bodyguard, and he's tired of being everybody's henchman, and and now every, you know his slave, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, not good. <sighs> Absolutely not. So it's gonna get real interesting, said least. All right. Next up, we finally have the rubber match: the woman of a thousand holds, Serena Deeb, taking on Hikaru Shida. This match was a nice match. Oh, yes. It was good, man. So, Dee would attack Sheeta as Sheeta tried to enter the ring. Sheeta, uh, Sheeta would hurl a kendo stick at Deeb. Then uh, Sheeta used a hammer throw on Deeb into the corner. Sheeta then sprung off the middle rope, but Deeb would counter with a leg lock. By the way, Aubrey Edwards, fantastic job separating the women long enough to get the bell to ring before the match gets started. <laughs> He's like, hang on. You go this way for a second. R- ring the bell. All right. And then step back. She did a fantastic job. <laughs> I had to give her credit because she did fantastically on that. Anyway, so Deeb then hit a European uppercut on Nishida. Deeb then would lock in a figure four leg lock on Nishida's leg uh, and was tied up around the ring post. Nishida rallied back, though, with multiple strikes to Deeb's head. Nishida caught Deeb with a step up in Zaguri for a near fall. Deeb exposed the turnbuckle and dropped Nishida with a neck breaker on it. Deeb followed that up with a power bomb. Deeb hit two consecutive neck breakers on Nishida. She tried for another, but Sheeta would counter with a falcon arrow. Sheeta then caught Deeb on the back of the head with an axe kick. Deeb applied this uh, applied a single crab on a single leg crab on Sheeta. Deeb then wrenched the back and slapped at Sheeta's ear. Deeb then pulled off the turnbuckle uh, pad. She tried to send Sheeta into the exposed corner, but Sheeta reversed it by kicking Deeb into it. Then Sheeta jackknifed Deeb up for a pin, and that's how you end a grudge match, baby. It was a good match, dude. They, they beat the hell out of each other. And that Falcon Arrow was something else, dude. It was, it was nice. You you enjoy Falcon Arrow. I do. It gets you all excited. I, I don't know why, but they do. 
<laughs> it's kind of weird. Yeah. I think you prefer though when women do it to each other because I'm, I'm just saying. I'm sure you don't. Just, get, just, just shut up. I'm just it. saying you don't just, get the just, same just, excitement just, when guys do it, right? I hope not. No, I kind of <laughs> like it when uh, when Seth Rollins does the Falcon Arrow off the uh, top rope. Oh, you, you mean the mon- the uh, WWE Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> WWE's Jesus? That's what he kind of looks like right now. At least he's not doing the Monday Night Savior crap anymore. No, he just looks weird like he's trying to be Elton John or something. Hey man, if he wants to be all Elton John and uh, he decides he's got to make it look good though. He doesn't really make it look good. He just looks like a nerd. Hey man, if you guys he's gonna start doing all that kind of weird stuff and Becky starts questioning him a little bit, you know, I'll be here for. Her. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> good luck there, bro. I know, right? Anyway, so now it is time for the main event: the Dynamite Diamond Ring Final, MJF versus Dante Martin. This was a good match, dude. Oh my gosh. Yes, MJF was looking for his third consecutive Diamond Ring uh, Championship, and Dante Martin was looking to pull off a huge upset. MJF would take down uh, Dante with a side headlock takeover. MJF though stomped on MJF would then stomp on Dante's back and then did a strut. I don't know why he was thinking he was Ric Flair all of a sudden. But he, anyways, Dante though got up and slapped MJF in the mouth for doing it. Dante then executed a 450 knee drop on uh, MJF for a near fall. Excuse me. Dante uh, was going for uh, going to go for a nose dive, but MJF moved, uh, so Dante uh, held off. Uh, MJF rolled to the outside of the ring to collect his thoughts. Uh, Dante attempted a nose dive again, but MJF would shove him off the ropes and send him flying into the barricade. MJF rammed Dante Martin into the barricade again. And then back in the ring, MJF tried for a powerbomb, but Dante managed to roll him up for a two count. Uh, MJF then tried to, another pin attempt with his feet on the ropes, but the re, but ref Bryce Remsburg saw it and stopped the pin attempt. He literally Dude, stopped he him. literally grabbed By him. knocking his feet off the rope. I looked over and I'm like, that ref just touched him, dude. Like, full on just... Well, I mean, Aubrey Edwards, we just talked about, literally had to separate two wrestlers yeah. to get the bell to ring for a minute by shoving them away well, from each get, other. They get, you know, and they don't turn into little sissies and get knocked down either, do they? Not really. I've yet to see an official just barely get touched and go, oh my God, I'm dead. And then we have to wait for another ref to show up. Yeah. Because that ref died, basically. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> he, he touched me with his pinky. I'm not good. I'm just saying. I'm not gonna get try to get in a fight and argument with Bryce Rumsberg. I'm just saying. Right. No. Anyways, anyways, the fans began chanting Dante's name, and Dante would jump over the top rope and on down to MJF to the arena floor. Dante followed that up with a Topa Cone Hero over the turnbuckles into MJF. Dante blasted MJF with a shooting star press on the outside of the ring. Uh, his knee connecting hard with MJF's face. I wish it would have connected a little more straight on and broke his flipping nose. Uh, you know, I digress. <laughs> Back in the ring, Dante dropped MJF with a one with one shot. Dante then cracked MJF with a right hand. Uh, Dante then surprised MJF with a leg lariat and managed a backslide for a near fall. Dante rolled up MJF for another small package for a two count. Dante tried for a sunset flip, but MJF bailed out, of course. MJF spiked Dante with a Liger Bomb for a near fall. It was a pretty good pa- Liger Bomb. I give MJF credit. That was, that was a good problem. I was like, all right, MJF, I see you. I see you. Uh, Dante, though, would manage to roll out of the ring. Dante brought MJF back into the ring the hard way. 
uh, and then can connect uh, with a nosebleed springboard. He also he almost had MJF pinned, but absolute Ricky Starks ran out and placed MJF's foot onto the bottom ropes to stop the pin. MJF applied the salt of the earth armbar and forced Dante Martin to tap out. Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler came out to help MJF celebrate. The arena lights went dark when the lights came back on. Sting and Darby Allen were in the ring, and they attacked FTR until MJF hit a low blow on Sting. FTR and MJF began to beat down Darby and Sting until CM Punk's music would hit. CM Punk sprinted to the ring with a baseball bat, and CM Punk would shout out, "You don't, um, you don't want to do it with one, we'll want to do it one on one in Texas? That's fine. Next week on Dynamite, your friends against mine." Yeah, I don't think uh, Darby was too happy about that. Uh, did you see the awkward, uh, the awkwardness between him and CM Punk? I did. It was like. CM Punk's like, hey man, come on man. Yeah. To Darby's like, Darby's, Darby's just saying, like, you're full of shit. I was just kind of standing there, like, no, no. And around right, right before it cut away from him, he did grab his hand and they did the little thing. But, but Dante Martin, man, you got to give this kid credit. He, he is poised beyond his years and athletic as hell. Parkour, parkour. Right? It was crazy, dude. That kid was flying all over the ring, and it was just like, dude. And he's got great body control, too. Yeah, It's hard. I I give him credit, because you got to have a lot of control of your body to move the way he was moving. And I know a lot of, there's a lot of guys, uh, Jungle Boy's one of them, who's almost always in control of his body when he's doing acrobatical uh, maneuvers like that, but it's just amazing to watch. Like doing backflips, doing, doing, jumping out the ring, landing on your feet. I'm like, what? Well, and I'm also going to give him credit, too, because he's also longer and lankier than Jungle Boy. Not to make fun of Jungle Boy's height, but it's a little bit easier yeah. to control yourself when you don't have a lot of length to control. Yeah. Whereas Dante Martin, he looks like he's at least as tall as you and I, or maybe even taller. Yeah. And he's flying around like that. That's impressive. You gotta give him credit for that. To keep himself under control like that is hard. And uh, I definitely know I wouldn't be able to do it. Even if I was in shape to do it, I don't think I could do it. So Yeah, that's pretty crazy, dude. I'd just be fortunate enough to be happy to be in the ring, really, honestly. But I don't think I could do that. Yeah, I don't think if it wasn't for that, for that uh, you know... Distraction there, I think. Starks, that, uh, yeah. Ricky Starks interrupting it with the... Yeah, I, I think that... Uh, that championship ring would be on Dante Martin right now. Yeah. yeah. So... <sighs> I swear. Can it, somebody please end MJF's ring as Diamond Can we just diamond stop ring? this whole Diamond Ring bullshit? Because it's like the third time in a row, right? <laughs> He's over here calling him Tom Brady of the Diamond Ring he Challenges. Is. He's like the Tom Brady of the Diamond Ring Challenge. Well, good. He's won three straight. You know, Tom Brady won three out of four. Now we can go on a 10-year run without him winning one for a while because that's what Tom Brady basically did. He had that about 10 years where they didn't win a Super Bowl for a while. So, yeah. Now it's a 10-year break. Hopefully. Go, right? Of course, we also need MGF to then tear his ACL at some point, too. Just saying. Boy. That's what happened to Tom Brady. Boy. Don't put it on that kid, man. He's pretty talented. I know. I give him a hard time because I just think his character's. I love how he's just talking shit out there. Just, just. And I don't care what CM Punk says. He's way more talented than the Miz. Yeah. Don't don't cheapen him by calling him Miz like because he's way better. You than wait him. till he gets in the ring with CM Punk. CM Punk's gonna 
He's gonna eat his words, dude. I know CM Punk is a badass, mm-hmm. but you're not as young as you once were. So absolutely. And uh, MJF is poised beyond his years too, Very at just so. the age of ripe young age of twenty five. Right. 1996 bragging about being born in 96 I'm just like you suck get out of my face get off my television or our projector as we watched it on the big projector screen yep that's how we watch wrestling I don't know about you all it was like a pay-per-view match we had to do something we had to go big it's time to go big or go home well we were already home so let's just go ahead and go big There you go, right? Absolutely, man. So this was another fun episode. It was fun, man. We I, had a lot of stuff to it. talk about. So we're gonna have to watch um, watch Dynamite more often because it makes it more interesting on the podcast. I think. I think so too. So yeah. Oh, we shouldn't be letting people know that. Well, you know. Anyways, yeah. But we'll be back Saturday with WWE talk. We got a lot to talk about there, and Monday night's been interesting already. And, of course, you have Friday Night Smackdown tomorrow, so it's going to be more fun. Can't wait oh, to watch yeah. the, Getting um, ready for day one. Yeah, sir. We're getting close. And then, of course, we will be back on Sunday, or hopefully Sunday, or Monday. Depending on how the weekend goes for us. Excuse me. With basketball talk, uh, we got uh, Lakers to talk about. So, yes. Some good things for the Lakers so far. Uh, a good game against the Mavericks. Uh, about... Gave me a heart attack in overtime, but I'll take it. It was a good game. Man. It was. It was very good. AR fifteen, baby. AR fifteen. We'll just leave it on that one for you. And then, of course, um, we'll be back with football talk. I'll be wondering if my team's even playing this weekend because we're up to twenty five now on the COVID list. Wow, bro. Yeah, that's almost half the team. Yeah, probably not playing. Yeah. So, needless to say, I'm a little, little worried. I'm wondering if the NFL is going to start looking at maybe moving the Super Bowl out of Los Angeles this year, too. Because of the sudden spike in COVID. Yeah. Just saying, because that's not good, to say the least. No, no. All right, but we'll talk about that. And, of course, we also got to talk about the bomb dropping out of Jacksonville. Yes. <laughs> that happened last night. So, we'll have that for you as well. So, we will be back with all of that. And so that will do it for us tonight. So, as always, keep, keep on, on talking, talking sports. Hey, everyone. This is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sportstalkwitcooperinbigman. That's sportstalk, W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, bigman, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.